and that's the unique thing about Charlotte. Like, Atlanta has a sound. D.C., New York, they have their sound. And Charlotte is like, yo, we everything. You never know what you're going to get, what type of artist you're going to get. But we got it. We're next. And if not next, we're now. I'm Joni Deutsch. And from WFAE in Charlotte, this is Amplifier, the music podcast where we shine a light on the artist who calls Charlotte home. Because Charlotte is more than just a banking city or a football city. So every other Thursday on this podcast, we're going to explore the people, places, and things that help define the Queen City's crown sound. And today, we'll hear from the Charlotte native who's bringing an electrified sound to rhythm and blues. That's coming up on Amplifier. Amplifier. And then the beat will drop. Amplifier. 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 Can you introduce yourself and tell us what you do in Charlotte Music? Yeah, so this is Devin. Uh, capital D, capital E, capital V, capital N. Uh, I'm an artist from Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I do everything, rap, sing, produce, and engineer. And I'm from Betis, Florida. And Devin, it is awesome to have you here, someone who is a Charlotte native through and through, and especially a Charlotte native who has had such a busy summer in 2021. Not only did you appear on a brand new song with Charlotte rap legend, Loot. Lay my head down and I pray to the Lord. Wanna be by myself. Leave me, I'll be good alone. All good by myself. You also made your own major debut with the release of your first EP titled St. Luke Street which brings together 60s soul and electrified hip-hop. Describe your music as trap soul, which is a relatively new genre for those who may not know. It's coined in 2015 by rapper Bryson Tiller, who the New York Times praised as being a lover man, fluent in hip hop gesture, a soul singer whose cadences privilege rhythm over croon. And I would say the same exact thing could be said of you and your approach to the genre. So, Devin, how do you define trap soul? What is trap soul to you? Yeah, um, you know, everything that I do, it comes from the soul. And, you know, my influence with that was uh, Marvin Gaye. You can hear Sam Cooke, like, when you hear them sing. Uh, and that, that's what that's what it's a blend of. It's like you're really, when I say things in my song, it, it's coming from a real place. That's where the soul part comes from. Um, trap is like, I enjoy 808s. I enjoy hip-hop. I don't want to, you know, go too far away from hip-hop. Um, cause I'm not a Chris Brown. I'm not a, that's not what type of singer I am. So that's what it is. It's just like, yo, I, I want to sing, but I want to kind of still stay over here with the 808s. Let's go ahead and mesh that together. Um, but I have something to say, you know, 
Um, and a lot of men, we, we're not transparent about, you know, failed relationships. We're not transparent about uh, p- people that we love. Like, we just hard body all the time. So that's what Trap Soul is. It's just kind of wearing, you know, putting your heart on your sleeve and not steering too away from hip-hop. <laughs> Devin, you mentioned that you started right here in Charlotte on Beatty's Ford Road. A lot of the rappers, a lot of the great hip-hop folks that are based in the region come from that neck of the woods. Tell us about your first music memories. Tell us about those first moments that you were thinking and listening to music. Yeah, um, so it started with my grandmother. Uh, You know, we started in church, and I didn't know about singing. I didn't know about rapping or any of that. You know, I was just a seven, eight-year-old kid, maybe a little bit younger than that, in church. And she would just, you know, it was tradition. Hey, go, go sing on the choir, just like the rest of the family. Um, but I always had something more, a little bit more unique about me. And over time, it was like, hey, he can sing or he can, you know. And I always realized, okay, well, they're, you know, they're celebrating me a little bit more than everyone else. Um, and so that's how it started. <laughs> it started in the church and Grandma forcing us to go and sing on the choir. Uh, what, you know, put a little bit more fire under me. I used to see my uh, uncle, he used to uh, play with his band at the family reunions. And he would do, he'd do cover songs or his own songs. And he would just jam out and I would go, wow. You know, I didn't know anything about performing. I just saw he was doing it. I was like, okay, all right. And then my dad at one point, uh, this is very, very quick. Like I can't, it really, it's it's really vague. Uh, my, my dad, I seen him one time in my life performing uh and he was DJing and I remember standing in front of this little booth at the time it was like a huge booth and he was just up there DJing and I was looking and I was like okay um and he was DJing I, I believe it was at my aunt's restaurant uh it was called Rudine's on Betas Ford it was a historical place it was open about 60 years and he was in there going in and I was like okay so I, I just you know like my family has, has always been doing it but they never took this step to actually make it a career I believe my uncle tried to but he, you know, he didn't make it too far. So. So in a way, you're representing your family. You're moving music forward. You're being that person to actually get on the stage and say, this is where I'm from and this is where it comes from. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and my, my, my uncle passed. And, you know, one of the things that really, uh, again, put fire under me is my aunt used to tell me she used to go, well, he never really made it. You know, he really he, he tried so hard, but he didn't get too far in it. And that that was like, nope, I got to do this for him. I got to do this for my family, you know. I got to, you know, break generational curses. And that's what I ultimately, that's what I'm doing it for. You know, um, I didn't have a direction. Like, I, I remember, you know, graduating. And when I got out of school, I remember getting my first deal, like an offer. And it was with Brit Squad. So that's a fun fact. So we're driving and we're like 17 and we happy. And we're like, yo, it's New Year's. We're about to get signed. So we drive to a belt in South Carolina. We go down there, it's like all the Brit Squad family and the management or whatever. And uh, like I said, I didn't have a direction, man. I was just trying to make it. And 
um, you know, trying to do something. I was recording at Imagineon downtown at the time because um, I didn't have a studio. And I would walk literally miles just to go there every day to record. Um, no direction at all. And uh, one of my friends, he played guitar in, that went to uh, school with me, Northwest. And he said, hey, I know a guy that got, has a studio. He's with Columbia Records back in the day. He, did, he does a lot of stuff. And uh, I finally meet him. And <laughs> we're sitting in a room, and I'm, my mind is blown because I've never been in a studio at all. Like, not, not, we're not talking about the closet. It was like a huge studio. It had a, a booth, and it was, the, I mean, it was a beautiful studio. And he was like, what do you need from me? What do y'all want? And I'm like, I just want to learn. You know, I just want to be here. I just want to learn. I, I want to, can, can I just please sit here and just learn from you? And he gave me that opportunity, and I, I was kind of like cleaning up in the studio and taking trash out. And he was letting me record for free. He was like, yo, if you can play your dues, then I'll let you record. And and sooner or later, and I was doing food runs for the artists that were already signed to him. And then there was one point where he was like, uh, he heard a little bit of my music. He was like, who is that? And they was like, it's the, that's the trash guy, the guy that's sweeping the rooms and stuff. He was like, what? You like that? With the music? I was like, yeah. He was like, man, you're so humble. You didn't even raise your hand or brag. And I was like, yeah. And then he, he turned around and was like, yo, I want to make you the main artist of, of this and I got my opportunity to kind of start shining. Um, but it was a lot of do's and a don'ts. You know, like my biggest goal is to um, teach others as I've been taught. And, uh, you know, like I tell my friends, there's no point in doing this if you can't help others. It's just completely pointless. <laughs> Stuck in time. I want this forever. I can't lie. Coming up, Devin on creating a new record and a new hit with chart-topping Charlotte rapper Loot. That's right after this break on Amplifier. In July 2021, you dropped your debut release titled St. Luke Street. It's a seven-track EP that brings together pop rap, Afrobeats, and R&B soul, not to mention, on occasion, some Latin guitar and church organs. Mm-hmm. And it has a stylized title, but that title also has a very personal meaning to you. Uh, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about it and why you chose it for this release. Yeah, uh, you know, of course, I'm from Betis Ford, and um, we grew up on, the, on that street. That street is called St. Luke. Um, you know, my grandma stayed there for a very long time. We all grew up in that house right there on the corner. And uh, the reason why I named it St. Luke is I, I was on that street when I first experienced what I thought was love. <laughs> uh, my first little girlfriend, um, you know, running back and forth, being fast. Um, and so that's why I named it that. I named it that because of that. And then also there was a guy that, that also stayed a little bit down the street where I produced one of my first songs, where I, when I, where I recorded one of my first songs with him. So... Um, of course, you know, the album is about felt relationships and love. And so I, that's that's where it started. Had first girlfriends. Music was right there. You know, my family was right there. Um, whatever. Right. You know, it, those little small memories when I was a kid. So that's why I chose to name it St. Luke. And I just wanted to represent for my family. I wanted them to, you know, be able to look at something and say, wow, he really named his album after the street that we all grew up on. So. And this record, as you just mentioned, leans into mm-hmm. the idea of love during those formative young years. It goes into the highs, the lows, and the hard knock lessons learned. 
what was your writing process for this record? Because it sounds like you were tapping into a time capsule from that period. Uh, you know, and the unique thing is there was, there was, I didn't write. <laughs> I didn't even write anything. It was just, like I said, it came from the soul. Uh, and, and I've mentioned everything's freestyle. You know, everything that I do is more of an idea. So, for example, uh, you know, there's a song, The Chase, on the album. And that's literally what I wrote in the, in the notepad on my phone. I put The Chase. And it's just ideas. It's not full sentences. It's not, oh, hook, chorus. There's none of that. It's just, all right, Devin, where are you at this point? This is the song. Where are you at? What are you doing? You know, and let's make a song off of that. And that's literally every song that you hear on there. That's literally what I did, which I know is hard. And people are like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I didn't I didn't write those songs. They literally came freestyling them. I would stop the song and go, OK, I said this. Da, 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 da. OK, let me add to that. Yeah, that's the thing about Trap Soul. I mean, you don't have to write. It's already written in your spirit. It's already written here in the soul. You know, there's a song called Never Again where I got cheated on. It was already written. Like, I could tell you, hey, this is, you know, I could tell you everything that happened in that situation without me writing it. So it's not going to be hard for me to make a song about it. And so that's what I was doing. Everything that I do, it's coming from my spirit. So there's no need for me to write. You know, speaking of hometown pride, I mentioned earlier in the interview that you recently collaborated with chart-topping Charlotte Native Lute on a new song that was released in May 2021. It's a hazy, groovy track titled, Myself. Way too much going on. Do not disturb on my phone. Where I lay my head don't feel like home. No, you know I be in my zone. How did you get connected with Lute for this recording? Yeah, so my brother, his name is Surf, and uh, he's a videographer, photographer. We're actually twin brothers, and a, and a lot of people don't know that. Uh, but me and Surf are twin brothers, and what's crazy is he did a, he did Lute's album cover, the very first one. Uh, first album that he came out with and he shot that photo and I guess you know some months later he he uh, messaged Doe who, who's managing both of us and he goes you know I have someone who's you know I got an artist that you may be interested in I'll send you his stuff and Doe's like yeah you know I'm sure he gets a lot of artists and like yeah send it to me we can walk we can talk about it work something out if he if I, if I like it so I'm like man I hope this dude say yeah because I don't got nothing going on you know I got good music but I have nothing going on and I remember that same day, he uh, or maybe a couple of days later, he was like, yo, who is this? Where did you find this? You know what I'm saying? And my brother was like, oh, that's my brother. Because at the time, he didn't tell him that. He was like, he was like, actually, my twin, he was like, you BSing. You BSing. And he was like, and he was like all right, I'm going to work with him. So he gave me a production deal, and I, we just kind of, you know, and it and this was in 2018. And, uh, I, you know, again, he was managing Lude and, I think in 2018, there was a point where, I mean, maybe a couple of months after me doing the paperwork, he brought me in, and I I remember Big Pooh being in the studio, rapper Big Pooh, and he was like, yo, could you, could you do this right here um, on this song right here? And I didn't know it was Lute at first. And he was like, yo, can you do this? And I'm listening to it, and it's Lute singing a little bit. So I'm like, oh, they want me to kind of come behind him and back him up with the vocals. And so... That's how we. That's how I, you know, did a song with Luke. Eventually, just they brought me in, twenty minutes, knocked the song out, 
freestyled the little last part. And then they was like, oh, thank you. That's it. Cool. And I didn't hear anything until this year. Like, I recorded 2018, and then 2021 is when I finally heard the song. And I was like, that's crazy. I recorded it, and I didn't even get to hear it. <laughs> so that's how me and Luke linked. I mean, you know. Devin, I want to touch upon something you mentioned at the start of the interview when you brought up the idea of Trap Soul and how it's not just an avenue for uh, evolution of soul music, evolution of rap music. It's also a vehicle through which men in music, men in hip-hop and rap, are able to express themselves in a freeing way. Um, I'm wondering if you can share a little bit more about that and how it this genre has been able to help you tap into emotions, tap into uh, your feelings as an artist. Yeah, uh, so, you know, I don't drink or smoke. Um, never really got into it. The drinking, I just never, I tried it a couple times and you know, I experienced the tipsiness, and then I never smoked because I have asthma, and so I never really got into it, so there's no way for me. Some people have that where they're like, I'm going to go smoke because I'm stressed, or I'm going to drink a little bit because I'm, I'm going through something. So I've always been the one that's like, okay, how do I deal with my problems? How do I deal with my pain? And so the microphone, this this mic, uh, you know, recording has always been my way to let things go. Um, and so that's what I was doing. You know, again, going through... You know, I was in a seven-year relationship, and then someone cheats on you, and it's like, ah, what do you do? And you know what? I'm going to put it on the song. Um, again, like I said, men, even even if they love someone or they're in a relationship with a woman, you know, men, we're just, we're just, we're just so hard body, and we don't want to show that part of us. But it's like, why not? So I'm just kind of opening that up. And I'm sure, you know, other artists like Bryson Tiller and Black and all, all kinds of people, Juice World, they've opened up. But I'm one of those artists like, hey, let's talk about it. Um, I've seen some of my friends go through stuff, and I, I made songs based off of that. Um, so that's where all of that really is coming from, just like my pain. And uh, these are true words. Like like I said, they're not, they're not just written and thought about. They just came from the soul. Um so that's what I mean every day. And the thing about your life is it's not things happen every day. Things that happen they get resolved and don't that that are not resolved and it's kind of like all right, how do you deal with it and uh, I put it on the I put it on the track and it becomes a hit. It becomes a great song. So fellas, you know, I tell all my guys, man, we got to vent more and we have to talk to each other a little bit more because you know, we 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 have a hard time and we go through a lot. Women are amazing because they talk about it. You can see it. Hey, let's have a girls night out. Boom. Y'all y'all out having fun. You didn't vent it. You're drinking. You're having fun. And it's on to the next. Right. Man, we'll sit in a room all day and just play the video game and just be stressed out. I'm like, bro, why don't you just go? Why don't you just call me and tell me what happened and let's talk about it? You know, so that's what that's what I do. I just I'm going to put it on the song. And I know you feel like this. I know you feel like this. So I'm going to uh, put this on my song. You'll listen to it. One of my friends called me. He was like, man, I felt like that last week. And I'm like, I know, I'm pretty sure you did, but you, won't, but you won't say it. So you can go ahead and play my song out. And we see this example from Drake. Drake does it all the time. Drake will have you like, yo, Drake, I was just feeling like that two seconds ago. Like, yo, you read my mind. And I think that's a great artist. But we have to tap into the emotional side. Like, it's important. And fun fact, I'm, I was a psychology major, so I kind of understood, like, the, I kind of understood, like, that. 
part of it. Like, yo, we got to talk, man. Come on. So. <laughs> Another day goes by Another night says bye Devin, spelled D-E-V-N, is a Charlotte-based rapper and producer. His 2021 release is titled St. Luke Street. It's available on whoisdevin.bandcamp.com and wherever fine music is streamed and sold. Amplifier is a production of WFAE. This episode was written and produced by me, Joni Deutsch. Our editor is Jennifer Lang. Our theme music is provided by Dirty Art Club. Share your favorite Charlotte music recommendations with me on social media. You can tag and follow me. I'm at a change of tune. Amplifier features a new musical episode every other Thursday. So make sure to subscribe to the Amplifier podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you find podcasts. And if you're listening on NPR One, make sure to give us a heart or a favorite. Check out the playlist and show notes for today's episode, along with a Charlotte music map and a way for you to submit your music on our website, wfae.org slash amplifier. Until next time, I'm Joni Deutsch. Thanks for listening.